episode 188. And now, here is singer-songwriter, broadcaster, audio-video artist, entertainment agent, and your host for the Dharmic Evolution. It's the master storyteller himself, James Kevin O'Connor. And welcome back, everybody, to the Dharmic Evolution. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being here. Okay, we're out on the West Coast, the left coast today, and we're going to visit with this um, amazing guy. You know, he just does it all. He goes into uh, tiny clubs. He goes to intimate theaters. He goes to energetic blues clubs. He goes from the smallest to the largest. He was the opening musical performer for author Marianne Williamson and has been described as a music guru who makes us think by the Life Changes Network BBS. Thousands of fans are mesmerized when they attend his live shows and absorb his soulful music into their hearts and minds. So you better strap up your seatbelts because we're going for a ride with Raspin Stewart. Are you a singer-songwriter, author, speaker, or thought leader? Have you been looking for a platform for your career? Well, the James O'Connor Agency has exactly what you are looking for. Find out how we write and produce big, amazing songs on Music Row for authors, speakers, thought leaders, and organizations like nonprofit and corporations. We also help singer-songwriters and artists by giving them a platform on Dharmic Evolution, a podcast designed specifically to broadcast your global career, now in 71 countries and with more than 161 episodes of artists all over the world from all genres. We know how to reach your target audience. Are you a dreamer like James? Then reach out today to james at thejamesoconnoragency.com and find out how we can help your global career. Raspin, it's so good to have you on the Dharmic Evolution. Welcome, my friend. Well, thank you so much. It's great to be on your show today. Yeah. I, le- I read a lot about you. You're uh, famous. <laughs> no, hardly. Um, I-, I got a whole bunch of things to dig in with, with you about. And, um, you know, I was so happy that uh, Cynthia Brando introduced us because, uh, man, you have been just crushing it for so many years and doing so many great things with your music. And um, the style and the imagination that has gone into your work is just uh, second to none. So uh, if I had a hat on, it would be off to you, my friend. Well, thank you so much. Thank you very much. So uh, listen, how did it start for you, music? I mean, you've been doing it for a while now. And um, uh, you kind of grew up probably with the 70s and all of the wonderful things that happened way, way back in the day. And um, you've seen so much happen in the music evolution. Um, can you can you take us to like the starting point for you that what influenced and inspired you to get connected to music in the first place? A guitar. Uh, <laughs> that's kind of what did it. Um I was given a guitar at uh, like the age of 13, 14. And uh, the first song I learned was by Peter, Paul and Mary, which was Blowing in the Wind. Right. And it was three chords. Uh, And ever since then, I started writing songs. I kind of made them up as like uh, I went along and they, they just they I just kept writing and writing and writing. 
And uh, the 70s were a very big part of uh, 70s, early 80s, I think, kind of that whole Joni Mitchell, Jim Croce, Cat uh, Stevens kind of thing. That was my kind of cup of tea. A little bit of the doors and things like that. There was some amazing music created back then. And um, I always was kind of blown away by the fact that, you know, nothing had really been done back, th- back then. It was su- just such a fresh canvas of, you know, we're, we're going to take like really stripped down like bass guitar and drums and just go into the studio. And there was so much of that happening where, you know, it was like it was just so new and, and just such a breath of fresh air that all these things started to take off and it was just artist right. after artist came out that was uh, just such a joy to listen to. And then it kind of became like bunnies. We kept growing and growing <laughs> and growing. I mean, think about all the artists today and the platforms that they have to expose their music. Yeah, and that's what's so fascinating. It's because, you know, we have all these platforms and we have so many decades now of wonderful music. And, and I always, yeah. I always you know, be, I'm always thankful that I'm here to, to witness this because there, there is still really great music being created. And you're a testament to that with all the things that you're doing. And, you know, it's, it's always, there's always room for another great song and another great artist, no matter how many we have. You know, it's this like rain, it's like raindrops. You know, you could when they're good, you could just never get enough. It's like right. we'll find room for them. You know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely. I, uh, you can always tell when the magical song hits you. You know, like when you hear an artist, and you go, "Wow, that song touched my soul," and things like that. Yeah. Speaking of yeah. touch my soul, let's give everybody a taste. What do you say, Raspin? And we're gonna play "Smoke the Hookah." Here we All go. All right. <laughs> We learn to take what we need Forgive us for our greed Let's dance Let's move the hookah and dance Let's move the hookah and dance Rome was the built in the day Time stands still for no one, they say Yes, you do pass the same way Dance We smoke the hookah and dance We smoke the hookah and dance Confucius, great prophecy Fall now to their knees their palms bleed. Dance. We smoke the hookah and dance. We smoke the hookah and dance. But in a time a man made disease, my friends fall like leaves from the trees. Now there's only frozen streams. Dance now. Don't you dance now? Who can't stop? Dance now. We smoke the hookah and dance. 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 We smoke the hookah
dry Show me a minority who hasn't suffered or cried Living in a land where freedom calls Poverty to hungry feed off of their dreams waiting for the world to turn There we go, man. Smoke the hookah. What a vibe and what a what a setup. I mean, just the, um, you know, it was very, especially at the end, it was so ethereal and beautiful sounding. So um, what possessed you to, to cut that track? And um, and can you take us into the studio on that? That was really wonderful. Uh, yeah, I can. That song uh, evolved. Uh, it's an older song. And... Um, it's it's actually first I'm going to talk about the song itself because to me the song is uh, really it's a prayer and it talks about the repression of all the people in the world and how we rise above and nothing can keep us down nothing uh, because of love and the hookah is to me to me is a pipe that is like a peace pipe of life that everyone shares. Uh, so that kind of starting at that base, everyone thinks it's about marijuana or yeah. pot or hashers, but it's not. Um, but it, it can be if you want it to be, I guess, because but it's really about it's a political song. OK. Uh, my, and it's got kind of a happy beat, I would say. Um, but the song, that version of it uh, was recorded by Steve Reed and Bo Astrup. And Steve Reed was with the Rippingtons, and he played percussion for Super Tramp and stuff, a, a bunch of great people. And I went in and I cut my guitar. And that's the first track I've ever done where it has mostly uh, not, real mus- not real musicians on it. It's like, I call it an EDM track, I guess. Yeah, It okay. has like my acoustic guitar, um, a bass, 
and my vocals and lots of background vocals. And then a couple little percussion instruments, but mostly it's all electronic. So that was my first kind of electronic song uh, that I've ever done. And it was kind of cool. I mean, it doesn't really have a vibe of electronic sound, but it was all done kind of without a lot of musicians. That never occurred to me that it was an EDM, like, you know, because it just, you know, you have a touch of, um, you have that, that touch that people can just feel and touch your music and it touches them, you know, and it's just so real and so viable. Um, great job on that too. And, and yeah, the hookah thing I've, I've been to, I think once or twice I was in a lounge like that and it wasn't, I said, what am I smoking here? What is this? You know, and it was, uh, it was more of, um, it was more of an event, you know, more of a social event than anything else. It was almost like getting together with, you know, a couple of guys and hanging and having a cigar. You know, it's, it was that type right, of thing, right, you know. Right. You can so, talk about whatever you want and talk about life. And uh, uh, I actually, you know, enjoy talking about spirituality and self-awakening and bettering oneself and divine order. But in the last year, it seems like everyone seems to be talking politics. So I've turned the TV off in the last month. And I'm going back to spirituality. It's much better. It's more positive. And it keeps us uplifted. And I think when you come from love, I think that's all you really need. Yeah, I'm with you, my friend. I I gave up, like, um, I think it was almost a year before the election. I just stopped. I told people on Facebook, don't, please don't post anything political because it just felt so divisive to me that, um, I just couldn't take it. And then I'd come back and I'd step in and I'd try to like make a comment about something somewhere. And it would be like, uh, you know, I'm in a big fight with somebody about, and this is like taking away all my positive energy that I'm, I'm, I'm a writer. I'm supposed to be in a broadcaster. I'm supposed to be doing things that are positive for people, not, not defending this side or that side and, and getting into a war. So it was a, it got out of hand and it was a lot of silliness and uh, a lot of unnecessary kind of evil stuff going on, you know? Uh-huh. So, so I think we're better if we, most of us, if we can like avoid those traps and do like you do is just, you know, take a break for a while and just reclaim your life and, and find out what it is that you do that, right. that right. someone can appreciate, you know? Right. And speaking of appreciate, hand, go ahead. I want to, I want to just, um, ask you about this awesome thing that you have done called the great Los Angeles cover-up. That was something I, I did and I'm bringing back actually. Um, it was a, it was a thing where we collected coats, blankets, socks, and we gave them to the homeless. Well, we gave them, I gave them to shelters downtown. Fabulous. And, uh, that was years and years ago and I'm bringing that back. Oh, that is awesome. That, that's, my, that's my cause, is, is homeless. Actually, homeless uh, old people and children. Yeah, fabulous. That's, that's just yeah. great. I mean, I, I kind of wanted to go into that just because, uh, you know, I have a place in my heart for the same thing, um, missions and places like that. And, uh, you know, every once in a while I'll put up a post about, you know, I, I discovered a while ago that the most needed thing in shelters is uh socks and i never knew that and i put up some posts on instagram and so forth and said you know next time you're at walmart just get an extra you know couple bags of socks you can buy them for really inexpensive but they're little tiny things that i think if we just you know draw attention to people that many can do much more than just a few 
Mm-hmm. So if everybody does just a little bit, so, you right. know. It's about compassion, I think, for people. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Yeah. Hey, um, let me ask you about uh, what's going on with you lately. You're a really, really busy guy. I can, you know, see by all the things that go on with you, the gigging and the performances and creating records for so many years. Um, are you playing out, like, um, like in the L.A. area? Are you playing out regionally or are you recording? Like, where is Raspin in his career right now, this week of October? Well, this week of October, I uh, committed to a, a deadline of the of January 2019 for my new CD, New York to L.A., and I've been diligently, really focused on recording this record, and it, I've been recording it for two years because that's how long it's taken. Yeah, um, and in between, I I perform, so I have like two and a half more two three songs to complete uh and it'll be done and uh i'm I'm really pleased with it it's it it kind of took a turn uh maybe three songs ago when i well it started with a song called reeling which was a country kind of blues song i love that song and then i cut another song that happens to be that turned out country. I love country. Uh-huh. Um, so, and it's a ballad and it's called you. Uh, and it's, and it's got pedal steel on it and, uh, it's, it's very cool. And then I actually cut another song for fun called Luke and Bach, Texas, uh, by, uh, I think Waylon Jennings made it a hit with, uh, Willie Nelson. And, uh, so, it's going to have a couple country songs on it, which my CDs never had country songs. But yeah. I do love country, and I, I think I look good in a country cowboy hat. <laughs> so, um, you know, that's, that's funny because you you are um, – I, I don't see you as being ever a country artist. You're too, you're too rasping. I mean, you're just, right. you've got well, your own thing going on, but you can turn anything into – you know what it is that you do so i i really i really commend you for pouring your heart and soul into into being so stylized because uh that's what i think people love about you the most i mean i i'm just getting to know you um you know just since uh cynthia introduced us but um but there's very few people like you that are so stylized and so um the real deal you know and um well, speaking that's of that huh what was that's that? what I've been told. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and so, hey, right. so why don't yeah. we just t- give everybody a taste? This is real in here. We go. You and I were crazy for your love. Ooh, that Saturday evening. Walking down the street, wrong, without a feet. Saturday 
So now that was in the studio, right? They're all in the studio. I mean, I'm I'm sorry. I mean, there there was a lot that of was um, live, all live. Everything I do is uh, let's say not everything. Ninety five percent of what I do is live without a click track, which means really no click, no click. Bless your that heart. One, that one has a click in it. Okay, but uh, I would say. Out of the 12 songs that are going to be on this record, uh, 10 of them have no clicks. And five of them are the main vocal that I put down when I cut the track. So you did the whole thing live, essentially. Yeah, yeah. pretty much, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, and then I overdub. Uh, I do like part, most, a lot of the record I did with... Uh, uh, you know, bass, guitar, and my other guitar player, uh, and that was our rhythm section because we have we have a real tight rhythm section, and from there I would overdub percussion uh, via like on King of Fools, um, I overdubbed a viola, and uh, I didn't play it, and then keyboards and then horns and things like that uh, because I also kind of am known to be a blues singer uh, I, I'm a jazz singer yes uh, all of it so <laughs> yeah and that's like I don't even know I just sing them I don't know what I'm doing I, I seriously I just sing them right I get up in front of people and I just do my thing yeah that's that's fabulous and you know for you guys to go in and just um you know, be able to just go in and say no click track. I mean, you're playing with real musicians, the real deal. And it's cause, because, you know, that's what you do on stage, you know, pretty much every night. I mean, some bands do have a, the drummer throw down a click and he has it in his headset. But, but I think most of, you know, the accomplished players who really, you know, have their, their act together just, you know, you're playing live. So it's like it's a live thing. You know, you want to stay away from all those things. 
and everything comes from with me everything comes from within uh, when I step on stage uh, something happens and something takes me over and I have no idea sometimes what I'm saying to people I'll like say I'll say to people I'll go you know, sometimes I'll be like in the middle of a conversation and I'll just stop and I'll say, so fill in the blanks or whatever you think it's going to be. And I'll bounce into another song. <laughs> but from when I start a song to when I finish it, I become the part, I become that song. And I think that's important for me is to become the song. Yeah. And the char- character of the song. That's what I was just about to say is you, you create the character for that song. So, so am I correct in, in assuming that the, you let the song direct you on where to go and where to take it? Do you, do you follow that path? Or is yes, it- I, I do. Okay. And like I'll rehearse with the band and uh, Chris Volok, who's been playing with me for years, he'll go, now this is just a rehearsal because when you get on stage with Raspin, it can go anyway uh like i don't it's like some people say well it's supposed to be four beats but i went you know i might want i might feel six beats you know i might feel six measures right uh and it just that's the way it goes so let me ask you raspin how did you um when like you've you've got a again such a distinct style and um at some point there must have been this epiphany that occurred to you like maybe in your younger years that you said you know, I, I got my sound, but your sound is eclectic because you can become many people with your different voices. I mean, when, I, when we first started speaking, I said, is that really Rasmin? Because you, know, you've got I a know. very, you've got a very gentle affect and it's like, it's not right. like the guy who's on that stage going, whoa, right. you know? Right. 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 So, people so when did that. this happen for you that you said, you know what? I found my style or I'm on the, I'm on the edge of discovering who I am supposed to be. Uh, I think I still am. <laughs> okay. It's a good answer. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think everything, life evolves, you know, and I think probably maybe six years ago when I really took the music serious, I mean, I've always taken the music serious, but um, I, uh, but six years ago I, I really started full time at music and I was playing like five, six nights a week. Well, not six, five, five nights. It seemed like every night Yeah. Uh, around Los Angeles, San Diego, San Francisco. I even went to Portland. Uh, and that's kind of where I found like the first time I stepped on, I was petrified. I didn't, I thought, Oh my God, I can never perform. And I got on stage and I took to it like a fish takes the water. And I found that that's really where I'm most comfortable in life is when I'm singing in front of people. So this was only five or six years ago that you started with the live show? Well, I've all, well. I mean, consistently. I had, I had, a, I had a life before. Okay. I had, I had a magazine. I had several magazines. Right. Um, that I that I had for 32 years and that kept me busy from about nine in the morning till about eight at night yeah you know every night and uh, and uh, so I 
did pet projects, you know, where I would produce artists. Uh, I produced CCH Pounder CD. I saw uh, that. That was, that's amazing. I want to talk to you about that. So, yeah, so, so go and, ahead. And, uh, then I produced, then I decided, uh, I should record my stuff. So I recorded my stuff maybe 15 years ago. Right. And, uh, it sat in my garage for months, years, actually, to be honest. And a friend of mine said, did you make a record or something? Could I have one? And I gave it to, and I opened a box of them up and I had them in the house. And uh, the next thing she says, I sent your songs to a movie licensing place and you got picked as a. Uh, best new artists for possible music licenses. And I thought, oh, that's good. And she goes, but you don't sound too excited about it. And I said, well, Linda, I'm in the middle of deadline with this issue. So it, I am very excited. Trust me, I am very excited. But I've yeah. got a 64-page magazine to get out within a day and a half. So that's where my head is. Yeah. So that's where my head was for 32 years. Wow. And uh, then uh, another friend of mine, uh, heard my music because I gave him my CD and he goes, you know, you should give it to this person and she works at Starbucks, but she should listen to it. So she listened to it and she goes, I'm going to give you the name of the person to send it to at Starbucks and it's out of my hands. If they like it, they like it. If they don't, we tried. So I sent it to them, and uh, they sent me an uh, email back and said they loved the CD and uh, asked me a little bit about it, and they licensed three songs from it and played it in Starbucks for a year. So that was cool. Wow, that's very cool. And that kind of like gave me a little, a little. It gave me a lot of validation that uh, people liked the music because you never know. Yeah. As an artist, you never think about that. You just kind of do it. And yeah. uh, so that was kind of the start of it. And uh, then the performing came. And then two, about two years ago, I found Internet radio. And I signed on to Twitter. And uh, that just kind of blew up. I mean, I sent it to a radio station called KB Radio, and they started playing Smoke the Hookah. And it made it to number one uh, in their indie charts. And then Fish Creek Radio picked it up. And then it seemed like it was being played in all over on the Internet. And then I released Reelin', and now that's caught on, and I haven't. Yeah, that's pretty much kind of where it just kind of rolls. Yeah. So, and, uh, so can yeah. I just interject? And I think, you know, I think that uh, as artists, you know, I, I'm finding myself in some of your story. That's why I'm, I'm I'm so captivated by this. But it's like we don't know where our audience is until we roll it out in front of them, and then people will come to you. You know, it's it's like. Right. It's like you had this kind of like kept, you know, under wraps sort of, you know, not maybe not intentionally, but it's just the way it, it, it played out for you. Right. And now it's like, 
you know, you probably feel the blessing of when, when you put a smile on somebody's face with your music. There's nothing greater than that because you touch them in a way that the very few on this planet get to reach somebody, you know, and that's so important, I think. Right. It is important. And I think that uh, it's, it's in every one of us, you know, to touch yeah. people. Yeah, whether, uh, whether you're an artist or you're a singer, songwriter, I, I also try to help authors, speakers, and thought leaders with their missions and their messages and their books and their experiences. So I think the more points of light that we can, we can reach out and touch and connect together, there's kind of help that comes from all of that, you know. But I think right now it's time to play Rumbling and Tumbling, baby. Here we go. Catfish are jumping It's an impossibility Someone has been rumbling And tumbling in my backseat You tell me lies And you hold me tight We're going rumbling, tumbling, rumbling, tumbling Book us a tax man. What do I do? I sold my new car, still got no revenue. Somebody loves you, but who knows who? We go rumbling, tumbling, rumbling, tumbling. Rumbling, tumbling, rumbling, tumbling. Rumbling, tumbling, rumbling, tumbling. Through the night, whatever gets you through the night. From neo classic to the Berlin Wall, cities crumble, legends will fall. And lost and lonely without a trace. Rumbling, tumbling, rumbling, tumbling. Just love rumbling and tumbling, don't you? 
having a fabulous time with Raspin, getting right back to the interview with Raspin right after this. Have you connected with your gratitude today? I think I have something that will help inspire you. It's the brand new release from James Kevin O'Connor. Gratitude, recorded on Music Row in Nashville, Tennessee with producer Kim Copeland and team, is James' third full-length album in four years. Ten amazing songs, each one a different story about the emotions, journeys and experiences that you and I have lived. Songs like Dreamer, Jesus Teaches, Tango On and 51 Shades of Grey. And of course, title track, Gratitude. Pick up the brand new CD today with amazing artwork and photography at iTunes, CD Baby and Amazon. Or simply go to jameskevinoconnor.com for your download right now. Send someone that you love a copy of Gratitude today. It might be exactly what they need in their life right now. Gratitude, the new release by James Kevin O'Connor. That was rumbling and tumbling, and that that's another really good one. So you were talking about how that you got some traction on this Raspin. This was like the next one that came out, and then all of a sudden people were just saying, "Whoa, what is this?" I, you know, people are people are loving it. Obviously, um, isn't that a, a euphoric feeling that you know you're not only accepted but you're appreciated for the tremendous work and effort that goes into this. Uh, occupation which is called singer songwriting right right no it's all it's awesome when people love your music or like your music or i think anything what in life is when you get acknowledgement and encouragement for it uh it's 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 a good thing and i think people should be more encouraging to people no matter what they do yeah Uh, because i think i'm i'm into the thing where Everything is important. Every person is important. Every thought is important. Uh, and people need encouragement. Yeah, and we all have value, you know, and it's yeah. like, you know, one of, one of my missions is uh, with this show is to try to help the people, you know, especially a lot of the really younger ones who are coming up and they're not, they're trying to find their sea legs and their foundation and, uh, you, you, you just, they just need to know that they have value and just, you know, if you're meant to do this, if you're meant to be in music, just keep going. Just keep, you know, toughing it out. And um, if that's the place you belong, you'll be be very, very happy that you stayed the course because uh, right. so many great things will happen, happen to you. Hey, I wanted to ask you, who was playing the uh, the great slide playing on Reeling? Uh, that was really good. And also the backup singer, the lady who's uh, on that. That is Teresa James. And uh, she's a great blues singer. Yeah, awesome. really awesome. loved her voice with yours. And it was great. Yeah, she's on this new uh, ballad called "You," and uh, she she was like, "Oh, this is a great song." And it's like, it's like, it's it's a beautiful song. It's about uh, it's a love ballad, and I don't usually. I I do. I have about four love ballads that I have, and three of them are going to be on this. She's singing on that. And Ed Tree did the slide guitar. Oh, okay, great. I mean, it just it fits so well, the song. It was just really awesome. Hey, can you talk to us a little bit about favorite place um, to record for you? Do you have a favorite studio? Do you go to different studios all the time? Or how does it, um, 
and and you know team like like as far as other musicians and and maybe some production people how does your your whole um team work um I have I have bounce from studios uh, depending on where the musician is because you want to make it as easy for the musician. But uh, this re- record actually has been recorded in like oh, five to six different studios. Uh, it started at ES Audio in Burbank, then went to Swan Sound, then it's at Treehouse now. And I'll and I bounce back to Swan Song. I, I I'm at all of them for different things. Oh, that's great. Uh, for tracking, you know, a band, you need a bigger room. Um, but uh, yes, and, and what I find with uh, uh, the same thing with the stage. The stage is my temple. Right. And I have to be comfortable. On, you have to be comfortable wherever you are if you want to give it 150%. So when you're recording, you want to make sure that you're recording with people that you're comfortable with that bring out the best in you. Yeah. And uh, you bring out the best in them. And that all ideas are allowed. This is my number one rule. All ideas are allowed when you're creating something. Yeah. Because you never know what it may spring to the next idea right um so that's kind of how i approach recording and the players that i work with are i i i I have to tell you are like wow you played on this record you played on wow and it's like i've met a lot of new musicians on this record uh the i'm impressed with a lot of them but the one that comes to mind which i just recorded with um he, he was uh, he's a great player. So do you you seem like you have an open door policy? Like when you have guys come in and, and they're they're musicians who who are to be respected, respected, and they have their um, their unbelievable resumes of all that they've done. So you use like, listen, I don't I'm not going to write your bass parts for you. I'm not going to write all your charts out for you and tell you exactly what to play. You you just let them like I, I interpret do, I the do. song. Absolutely. Yeah. But since I'm so melody, um, I like to tell people to follow the melody. Yeah. Because the melody is very important of a song. Um, And that's pretty much it. And then they can do their thing. And if it doesn't work, we say, did that work? And they'll say, yes. Everyone, you can hear when something works. Yeah. And so, but it's kind of, it just kind of, falls into divine order and it all just kind of works yeah it, it yeah. it's really it's an amazing experience you know i mean i've been in ones where everybody in the room said yeah that was great and i'm just shaking my head saying no the drums are, are wrong and and i don't right. know i don't know what is right yet but just give me a few minutes and uh-huh. and, and you get to it you know you, you get it yeah. you get it sussed out because when you're playing with good people it's it's just amazing what can happen Hey, um, tell me about social media. Are you a big social media buff? Um, are you sick of it? <laughs> are you? Well, I'm, are you I'm on not it? sick of it. I'm on, I, I, remember, I've only been on social media for two years, so I'm okay. not sick of it. Okay, great. And I have to tell you something. Social media has introduced me to more people yeah. than, uh, than 
uh, most things, yeah. you know, uh, I, I love social media. I love Twitter and I just found Instagram. Okay, and, great. Uh, so I've been tweeting Instagram things. I'll be hitting you up, my tweet, friend. Tweeting it's, I mean, I've been Instagramming Instagram <laughs> yeah. things. Uh, Facebook is okay uh, for my personal use. Yeah. Uh, uh, because I find that uh, whenever I give someone, I say, like me on Facebook, I have a fan page, Raspin, and then I have a personal page, Raspin Stewart. Um, but as I did with my all my businesses, it's like, it's all everything intertwines, you yeah. know. So, my Raspin Stewart page is basically music. My Raspin page is basically music. My Twitter page is basically music, and my Instagram is music. Uh, and every once in a while, no, I don't really do personal stuff on uh, uh, t- Twitter because it's not set up that way for me. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of limited, but the advantage I think it's fast. You know, it's like you know, say say your statement and, and move on, and you know, go on to the next thing. So so th- right, right. in that respect, I think it's kind of um, it has an advantage over the others. But I find that Instagram is hands down the musician and artist's platform to be. I mean, almost every single person I've ever had on this show, hundred eighty seven eight shows has all said the same thing instagram is there and i'm finding more and more uh people using it for retail now too like selling shirts or wine or what whatever it is you know and there's something about the immediacy of the platform i think that's good hey how about we do oh go ahead go ahead no go ahead it wasn't king of fools is right up i want to hear king of fools shall we all right here we go you 
many chances could be wasted. Life's just a tango, why not dance it? <laughs> Who's the king of fools? And now, who's the king of fools? So on and on, the story goes. The world seems to be so terrified. An eye for an eye, you will all be blind. The wise men have cried. Who be the sinner? Last breath you'll take, you'll take alone. Look to the left, it's right beside you. Life's just a banquet, why not taste it? So many chances could be wasted. Life's just a tango, why not dance it? <laughs> The king of Look to the left It's right beside you Life's just a banquet Why not taste it? So many chances Could be wasted Life's just a tango Why not dance it? Who's the king of fools? King of fools, and you know I love that. I and I, it's kind of to me, it's like an Otmar Liebert. Uh, ty- stylized type of intro uh, on the guitar, really beautiful. I uh, just love that. Yeah, that's Chris Volak. He played that. Uh, he, he that's what's kind of interesting with Chris is that he plays a classical guitar, and mixed with my percussive. Uh, I play my my guitar like a percussive instrument, like a drum. I think I should have been a drummer. Yeah, just, your timing is great, and it's like, well, it's kind of what makes the everything it's timing yeah it fits so, your style uh, though i mean it's fit it fits right in there it's awesome yeah. yeah he and so he brought that classical which people think is very interesting because i'm playing this kind of you know chunky guitar and he's playing a beautiful classical line over it yeah and it works it it's works. a great production i love that song hey i want to ask you about um I'm, I'm, I may be firing these questions quick because I know we're going to run like, out of... I like, I like questions. We're going to need like five interviews, I think, to get through all of you. But when you were growing up, like, who, give me some of your favorite um, artists, bands, or singers, and it doesn't matter which. Like, who influenced you in such a way that um, you were just like, you know, I got to do this. I got this guitar in my hand. And who were you listening to that kind of really had an impact on you, whether uh-huh. it's, you know... Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah. Uh, 
Santana Abraxas album. Oh, I love that. yeah, yeah. Uh, Joni Mitchell, I love, I love, love Joni Mitchell. Yeah. Uh, Carly Simon, Cat uh, Stevens, Harry Chapin was one of my favorite artists. I I, I love his productions. Uh, his stories are great. Um, pretty much, uh, uh, Boss Gags. Yeah. I love Boss Gags. Uh, Bruce Springsteen. Um, who else was out? I mean, if they, just that whole late with Donovan. Donovan came later. Yeah. Uh, and actually, I do a cover of Donovan's "The Hurdy Gurdy Man." Yes, I, ch- I checked it out last night. Great job. Yeah. Great job. So. Uh, Steve Reed and Bo Astor produced that also that same kind of at the same time hookah was done. Oh, really? Yeah. So, uh, but I love that song. So, and I just started uh, a cover of uh, A Case of You by Joni Mitchell. Oh, okay. Great. I love that song. Um, So I do three covers. I do uh, Hurdy Gurdy Man, uh, Case of You, and now Lukenbach, Texas. Nice, nice. So you were you were a bit eclectic, <clears throat> like you just embraced anything that was good, a good song and a good artist. Well, this is the way I look at it. And uh, Chris will say, "Let's do this song," and I'll go. Now nah. it's like it's the song has to find me. All my songs that I write, I, they they find me. Yeah. I can't sit down and write a song. I have to just wait for it to come, and then it just. Plot comes right out by King of Fools. That's a pretty heavy song. Yeah. Um, and that took years to write. I wrote most of it and put it away. And then six years ago, I was, it just kind of came to me and I just, boom, I finished it in that weekend that I was working on it. Uh, that was kind of cool. And it was, it was, it's, People, you know, they'll always scream out. They'll do the tango song, which it's, I guess it's got a tango vibe to it. Yeah. Uh, uh, but it's called King of Fools. <laughs> or they'll, they'll scream out hookah. Um, uh, because hookah, when I do it with just my acoustic guitar, can be very intense. Uh, it's because I get, I get just into the songs. And it's like, when I go... Uh, you know, when I go unite people, eliminate war, it's like I don't I like belt it out like yeah. I'm serious when I say it yeah. to people. Uh, so it's it's all good. I love music. You yeah. Know? I You mentioned Joni Mitchell, who's a favorite of mine. And she, um, you know, I'm big on alternate tuning. I love it. I'm into, you know, Michael Hedges and people like that uh-huh. with a uh, finger style guitarist. I, I love all that stuff. So I started getting into that years ago. And uh Discovered that she had, um, she's the queen of alternate tuning. I think she has 52, last they checked, 52 different alternate tunings. Wow. And yeah. the reason she did it was she had polio as a child and couldn't, couldn't turn the strings. She didn't have the strength. So she, wow. she, you know, lowered the strings and got into like, well, this is easier to play for me, you know. Uh-huh. But she, wow. she was an incredible musician. So, uh, Rasmin, this is, has gone so quickly. Um, Give me your, you know, your your words of wisdom to people out there. What would you like to say to the seventy one countries that we're in, and um, a lot of these countries we've been hitting number ones in the last m- couple of months, actually. So 
the show is getting traction and I'm really, really delighted because we can bring artists like you to the world, uh, not mm-hmm. just here in the well, States, but everywhere. Me. Oh, it's a pleasure. And uh, so I just want you to give your parting words of wisdom and also connect us with the best place that people can go to support you, uh, find out about you, uh, purchase your music, and uh, check out your videos. I know you're on YouTube. So if you just share right. with that uh, with all of us that on our goodbye here. I say be kind to people, be compassionate to people, understanding, and love along the way. That's all you have to do. And I think your life will blossom. Amazing. Uh, So where can you find me? I love SoundCloud. Uh, I know I'm supposed to be saying Spotify, but I actually find SoundCloud very easy. Uh, I like to, if you want to buy my music, you can go to CD Baby. Uh, and my website is uh, raspin.com and uh, I have a new Indigo uh, campaign running right now for this new record so if you'd like to check that out Indiegogo it's called Uh, and pretty much that's about all I have to say awesome Raspin Stewart I tell you it was a pleasure to have you on the Dharmic Evolution my friend Uh, Just want to wish you all the luck and success moving forward in your career and uh, all God's blessings on you. Thank you very much. Same to you. And thank you for having me. You're just a wonderful host and person. Smoke the hookah. Reeling. Rumbling and tumbling. And king of fools. The great Los Angeles cover-up, it's coming back. Richie Havens, CCH Pounder, just a couple of people, stellar people, who recognize the brilliance of Raspin. Don't forget, New York to LA, coming up in 2019, very exciting. Go to Raspin.com, follow him on social media. He's on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and probably a handful of others. We'll find them all and put them in the show notes for you. If you have not yet gone over to the Dharmic Evolution Facebook community page, what are you waiting for? Get over there, post your new video, your new song, if you've got a gig, you got some new photos, or if you just want to support another artist, please do so. We welcome everything indie. Also, authors, speakers, and thought leaders are welcome as well. You got a new book? You've had a new white paper? Do you have a new bad habit? Share it with us. We'd love to hear about it. Also, go over to dharmicevolution.com. You can fill out your assets and drop them in at the guest tab if you are a singer-songwriter, if you're an author, speaker, thought leader. This is what we do. We help you guys. So uh, come on. 71 countries are waiting to hear from you. That's it for me today. I'm your host for the Dharmic Evolution, James Kevin O'Connor, singer, songwriter, audio, video, artist, master storyteller, and international talent agent. So until the next time, when we meet again... I'll either see you on the socials or I'll see you from the stage.